But no, Shabbos, obviously, it's a very tragic one. And I just want to recommend, I don't know how to say Tillam on Zoom. So I just thought everyone should say five kapitlach, I'll tell you what they are, if the, you know, by yourselves, and then say Achenu Echoesis Soil. The five kapitlach are Kapitlachof, Memalef, Kuf Gimel, Kuf Lamed, and Kuf Membez. Those are the five. And then you say Achenu Echoesis Soil. Interesting then. Funny din by coin It says by the end of the din that Ishav Ipsulao Yikach, Mahuishav Ipsulao Yikach, was a good gimel. And Ishav Ipsulao Yikach, Yikach, Gemaradash, and it's either a girl 12, Naira, or Katana. Either way, the young kids, under 12, under 13. How old's a coin goddle? Obviously, you can be Menachman. I think you can become one of the Bar Mitzvah, but I'm just saying in reality, how old's going to be a coin goddle? Someone's going to be a coin goddle has to be the biggest in five things. To be the biggest Talmud Chochem. So you got to be a figure. 60 years old, 70 years old, 80 years old. Okay, it's a strange din, but that's the din, okay. But it can't be the din, because we have a din, man's face all over his heart, says, includes what three different abelos. One of them is to marry an old man to a young girl. So if it's an iser, by the thing that, that to marry off an, an old man to a young girl, how could be a mitzvah by a coin girl? And you can say, well, it's a, a rare thing, a coin girl don't have a wife, he has a wife from before, whatever it is, that's Emmett, he has a wife from before, hopefully. Except that the din is a coin girl must have a wife on Yom Kippurim. So if he doesn't have one, he became an almond, it doesn't make a difference, he has to bear it married right away. And may I hold to even to marry, even if you have a wife, to have a second wife, because in case one may die. That's an immoral, just that they click on him because in Canaan they love a safe, because maybe two will die, three will die, and four will die. So all of us, you don't have to do it. But whatever it is, but there's a certain amount of thing that you may have to get married. And yet then when you get married, it has to be Dafka girl between 12 and 12 and a half, which the doesn't make any sense. You should get. But Nemesin, I think it's a show the keches by Kodesh Baruch Hu. A kohen gadol has to be, and the, the same thing applies with a melech, 
of Bagans Kla Yisrael. It has to be bigger than everybody in five things. It has to be the tallest, the smartest, the handsomest, the strongest, and the richest. And if you're not, then you can't be king governor, you can't be king. So money is the easiest one, the Gemara says. That they, 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 the Echov HaKoyanim will chip in and they'll give them enough money, they'll become the richest. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know how they're going to work out who's going to give the most, but whatever it is, that's something that they can all work out. But how do you get the other four things? I mean, how's a guy that's uh, five, uh, ten going to become six, six? And it's, and I'm assuming it's not just t- tall. You have to become that the body fits. That means because uh, it has to be the handsomest. How can you be? It's all the, all the wrinkles that are already and everything else. So you see from here that what the Benishim is going to do, and it's not even considered a mess, we talk about in a is a thing called, the, the all grow because of the pituitary gland. That fills us out, whatever it is there. There are diseases, unfortunately, that people get, the, uh, the activates itself again in the later years. And when it does that, it, it uh, makes it grotesque, the, the facial features, the, the body features, because the bones start to grow. And they don't grow in the normal way. And it, uh, it doesn't go good. And if a pituitary gland doesn't stop around 20 or something, person keeps growing, and I remember reading about a Chinaman that was over eight and a half feet, that he couldn't even stand because uh, the, the, the feet couldn't support him and then he couldn't get up. And then they, in the, in the, what do you call it, in China, because the pituitary gland didn't stop growing. I think that the tale is trying to tell us that the current governor becomes a young man the keich is not a big deal. The Benishim gives him the keich. The height, we said, and the what he called, that, that obviously has to happen. So the Benishim made it that it happens. And obviously when it goes to the, the, the bones, they're going to go into a, to become that he's going to be very handsome, whatever that means, since everything's to somebody else. But there must be universal, universal. it would be like Esther, that she, whoever looks at him, I uh, will think there's one of hers and one of them, and that she's nice by everybody, even though she was She was not necessarily a pretty girl. She didn't even have a, a nice complexion. She appeared to everybody as beautiful. That's the part. So who cares what the reality is? That's what he gives, what he appears, I assume. That's the whole point, that she be proud that this is the Kohen Gadol, this is the Melech. So the Torah is telling us, what's the problem with marrying an old man to a young woman? The, the keiches that they need for marriage are not equal. In other words, and that causes nus in the end. So here, the, the thing is that it is, if you, the, the Kohen Gadol can marry this young girl because the Benishim just made this nest. Uh, well, I don't say it's not a nest, but there's this thing that happened to make him into this, and therefore, he's able to do it. That's a kech of Hakadosh Baruch That's what we're trying to, trying to teach us. 
that I, they give you the tzaddik is you should have the strength. They got the strength. Halavai, arichas yom. The base is up to him too. But if not, it's not worse than any other person in the world. That uh, you have a couple of good years and whatever it is, and then who knows what could happen. You have this even by Dover Amelach. And the, uh, it's interesting, uh, Rashi uses a different, and I disagree a little bit with Rashi for the for, for, for the point that we just spoke about. What is with Rashi? Rashi uh, talks about when David, when David came to fight with Goliath. So Shaul uh, HaMelech offered him his armor. Obviously, David HaMelech was, was not as tall as, as Shaul was. So Nicole Yishol was higher than everybody by a head, at least. So uh, I don't know, David was considered a young kid at the time. Like, you know, uh, how do you do it? So he put uh, his armor on David, and David saw that he was displeased about it. So he refused to take it, and he went out to fight Goliath without armor. Um, Rashi says the reason he was displeased is because he saw that his armor shrunk, and it fit David, and therefore he became a little afraid. I don't see what the problem was. If it shrunk to fit David, then David is not the tallest guy in Kali's soul, so he can't be king. Elevas, David grew, and he grew into the armor. Now he's as big as Shaul Amalek. Now he can be king. Because now, now he became competitive to Shaul. That's the Pashtas, uh, the Gemara, the Pashtas. Yeah. So I'm saying it's a little bit strange how Rashi says the other way, but I'm just saying that L'chairet should be the other way. Yeah. Um, after this, the Torah talks about a mum. A coin with a mum, you can't do avoid it. The first reaction is going to be from everybody is this is uh, what he called anti uh, people, uh, special needs people. They discriminate against them. They can't do avoid it. Not, not, not fair. So I think it's, first of all, necessary to understand what a mum is, what perfection is. And a lot of people are puzzled who may be very nice-looking people. Your nose has to be the same size as your pinky. And when your hands are stretched out, that's going to be your height. And this is, and also the spacing between the eyes and the, the all around the head are equal, five spaces here to the head and there's nose in the eyes and the other eyes all have to be equal so that's first of all to get such perfection I don't know what you're going to get but let's understand what the Vedanishim has done he's made someone a mum that he can't go do avoid in the base of Mitesh, right? but he can still eat trauma he can still eat kachim right his children will be kahanim that can serve in the base of Mikdash. On the other hand, I'm a Yisrael. It's unfair. My children can never serve in the base of Mikdash. Right? 
So what are you here for arguing about unfair to, to special needs? It's unfair to me. Right? The same thing applies for women's lib, right? What about your soil's lib? Did you ever think about how many alias the Kayan gets? Or the Chevet Levy gets? They get 50% of all the alias. And I think if you work it out with Hanukkah too, they're ahead of 50%. Okay, think about it every week. You got, you get during the week, you have three times alias with only three people, of which six of them go to the Shevet Levi, and three go to the Yisraelim. And then on Shabbos, you got uh, a, a five, seven alias, of which two go to the Levi and five go to the Yisraelim. Yeah, the Bapta is exactly equal. Mafta with it can go to anybody, so we're not talking about Mafta. So, it's unfair. All of us, that's the Watson of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whatever that means, the Watson of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He gave me, this is what he wants from me. I have to live up to my ability to be the best I can in the job that he gave me. And that's all it is. So he gave a Kayan who has a boom, you can't do the Avoidah in the Beis Amigdash. But, you're still a Kayan, you still can do other things, do them, grow as far as you can. I kept you out of Beis Amigdash for whatever reason I wanted to keep you out, because who made you a Balmum, not the Rebbe Nishalei. So obviously I made you a Balmum because I didn't want you to do Avoidah. But a Yisrael, I made him a Yisrael because I don't want anything from him. Right? So all of us, that's not our job. Our job is not to make a cheshbon what we want. The cheshbon is what the Torah wants from us, what God wants from us. That's the most important thing to remember. I can't see what it says. Talks about Tumit, something that Koyin, the responsibility of Koyin, I don't know if we mentioned it before, I think we may have, that a Koyin has a different lifestyle than a Yisrael. He probably has to live in two houses. Of course, if he wants to eat home every night, then his wife, 50% of the time, well, maybe in time in the middish was only 25% of the time, is not with him. His daughters have to be out, uh, sent away 25% of the time. Can't eat on the same table, can't sit on the chairs in the house. So how do you live? And you don't know what you touch. So it seems that Kehanim used the table every night. Because that's his man of, of, of uh, what do you call it? So it says that when the Kehanim go to the table to eat their trum at night. In other words, he calls, I just came from the mikveh. I'm perfect. As they used to keep a mikveh in their own house, usually. I think I was in, uh, I forgot the name of the town. I think I mentioned it last time. Yeah, that they had a, the mikvehs were in the house themselves. So you had the two houses. So here again, the tumid elaborates the type of tumid that you can't be, and it's how common it is to have this tumid. And the mice, uh, I can't even do mitzvahs. I can't do bichev kadisha. I can't do anything. 
those things, and I can't touch any of those people. And still have Tumah. There's no reason becoming Tumah in the sense to a mess, I'm not allowed to become Tumah. But to, to a guy who it's only a day's Tumah, that seems to be okay. Then it says, funny din, that a Koyin buys an, ev- an Evid, we're talking about an Evid Kanani, an Evid Ivri Kanani Tum. An Evid Kanani, a Goy, who I made into an Evid, he has Mitzvah's Kisha, he's allowed to eat Tum. Yisrael has all the Mitzvahs, he's not allowed to eat Tum. An Evid, who has a Mitzvah's Kinoshim, he's allowed to eat Tum. Why? So you can say, okay, you know, we have Rachmanis on the Kehanim that, you know, they have to have an Avadim, and if they had to feed him without Tumit, it would probably cost the money, where they can get the money, so we're saving the money. I don't think the Torah goes into care about uh, the expense that it has to be to be, to be able to eat and have to give a Koyin, an Evid, not Tumit. But it, I understand that. But... I want to claim that the reason they do it is for a bigger reason. An Evid is really part of the family. What do you mean part of the family? Find the Gemara has to bring it as a mission. It says they, you don't you, you don't sit shiver for an Evid. Why should I sit for an Evid? It's, my, it's not my relative. Right? And the reason you don't sit shiver for an Evid is because you're so Russia. And Gamliel said, Shiver for Tebe Abdel. Why? Because it was Koshahoy. Well, what do you got to do with Shiver? He still was only an Abbot. Right? What has he got to do with you? So you see from here that an Abbot is really a member of the family. And in a way, uh, an Abbot, uh, the Shifcha of Anisha knew all her, all her secrets. That way she was in a way the alter ego of the woman. And the, and the Evid that, that came to a bacha, to a kid when he's born, and they give him an Evid, becomes his friend, his best friend, and they grow up together and do everything together. And Shad is there, he's a member of the family. The cook's been there for 50 years already. A member of the family. No such thing as, you know, she just works here or she's a shifcha. You know, they have a couple of mitzvahs, kiisha. The, what are you called? I happen to have, the, I own them, that's true. Of Lamaise, they are still part of the family. And that's the point that that's telling you, that they can eat because they are part of the family. You need Tumah. On the other hand, it says here, that she got married to a Yisrael, so she can't eat Kachim anymore, any, any, uh, any Tumah anymore. Why? Because she's not a Kehennis anymore. What do you mean? What do, why, why, am I, why do I lose my rights? Because uh, I got married to Yisrael. So I lose my rights as a, as a Kehennis, yet yeah, you lose your rights. Even though we find uh, Afkana supposedly collected Pidjana Ben, Yisrael's wife. He also took uh, Matonis because of his wife. So it seems that there is something that she maintains, that certain rights she has as a Kehanis. And we see, Taki, that uh, 
if uh, she gives birth to a baby. So she, if he's a if he's a bechor, he don't, there's no pidyon aben. So she still has some benefits of being a koyhenis, as it's called. But she loses this Indian of the of the truma. And why I can't answer that's when I shemaim and then when she moves about we see that certain things she remains with and certain things she loses, and this step that she loses it. But what happens if she gets divorced? So and she has no children, so then she can come home and eat trume from her father. This is not because she's a kahanis. This is because it shouldn't cost the father. The father should be able to take her in and take her back where she comes from because she has nothing anywhere else. And he has to feed her, he can feed her trume. But that's the thing, it's all because of her father that she can eat trume now, not because of herself. Before she left, it's because of herself. But after she came back, now the reason for this is that she becomes the conduit of whatever shevet she marries. What do I mean by this? We're going to have this at the uh, end of the sedret, and we'll talk about this point at the end of the sedret with about over there, and it'll be the same idea that we're going to talk over here. So we'll, we'll put that on hold for a minute. This is the parish of Kriyas Yontif, really. We have it written on two days. Uh, the first two days of Pesukis, and the second day of Yeshua's. And he called last day, I don't know, last day, second day of Yontif, of Pesach. This is the parish of Kamanis. So it starts off like this. And he's talking about these are the Yom Tevim we're going to have in Klai Yisrael. So what do you mean Shabbos, not Yontif? Maybe maybe it's Yontif. Anything Dalton? Why why do you call it Shabbos? Because Shabbos is every week it was from It has nothing to do about Anhoge. It's basically about Bria. And you can say, okay, so then say maybe that's the reason it mentions it, because we talked two concepts of Akurish Bohu. One is the Mayadis, which is signs of of Hanhagis Hashagadish Bokul, that is a Manik Bailam. And then before that, we talk about Shabbos, which shows it is the Bairei Hailam. Okay, could be. That's good thoughts. The Goyans uses a very cute uh, answer here. He says, it's all talking about Yontif. 
It says six days you can't do, you can do work. What are the six days you can do work? Two days, uh, you can't do, uh, you can do work, man. Meaning you can do work, yontif type work that you can cook and these things, not, not to go work a regular day. And those are the two days of Pesach, two days of Sukkot, one day of Shavuos, and one day of Rosh Hashanah. So that's six days. And, and one day you can't do any work, that's Kodesh Kedoshim, that's Yom Kippurim. And that's why that is, this is the introduction to the Mayadais. There are six days in the Mayadais you can work, and one you can't. That's the thing. It's not talking about Shabbos at all. On the other hand, if we really want to talk about that, let's talk about Shabbos, I have an idea why it's going to be part of the Al-Hoge. Let's talk about Al-Hoge. I had a kasha to myself, making Asha Yotza all the time, and it tells you that we all have a bunch of pipes running over in our body. And if you close them up, if you open them up, it's no good. What has that got to do with going to the bathroom? I understand that has to do with that, that needs pipes, but a lot of things need pipes. Eating also needs pipes. I don't make an Asha Yotza by, by eating. Right? So what, what, what's the point of saying, say I, did, I went to the bathroom. So it, it was very important for, for the goof. If you don't go, it's not going to be very good. So obviously, it, you have to go. You should be thankful that you were able to go. So wonderful. So make a bracha. I don't know what the bracha should be, but, then, but, then, but you make a bracha on it. The uh, Rambam Another kashi in a way, but I mean, the Rambam spends a, ideas, one of his ideas is that the Rebbein Shum does not create any Nisim in the world. Everything was created in Sheshis Meberashis. And therefore there was a condition that Tanai in the Meberashis that comes to pass for Kriyas Yamsuf, it's going to wait, wait, the ocean is going to split. But that was in the Bria, it was not gone uh, at the time of the, pre, uh, of the creation. I mean, what bothers the Rambam if it was or it wasn't? And what's he trying to tell me in this thing? So I think this is pshat. Um, there's a, uh, there's a, Pirkei that says that the Rebbeinah when he created the world, uh, left one corner empty in the, in the north side, which the winds come from, whatever it is, or the winds come from all the sides, but from that particular side. And he said, anyone that claims he's God, let him go finish that side, and then he can, then he can blame God. So mashma, that the Ikea proof of God is the creation. More than the, uh, more than the, uh, what do you call it, Anhogya. Uh, he said, that's what he's trying to tell you. I created the world in a way that I have full control over it. In other words, I've created a man with pipes in his body. I want him dead, I put a, I put a blood clot in, in, in his heart. 
I put cholesterol to stop the, uh, the, 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 the artery from going through. I, uh, I want him paralyzed, I give him a mini stroke on this side, uh, whatever it is. I want whatever it is that I can control him completely by the fact that I made him that way that I can control him. He made the world, right? How does he control the world? I want to make it a tsunami now, and I want to do this now, and I want to do that now. And do I need a new creation of it? No. I made the plates under the, pla under the continents, and they hit each other, however they do it, and all of a sudden you got a tsunami. I've got an earthquake. Uh, I, I want to get rid of an island. I bring out a, uh, what do you call it, a t um, volcano. I want to get anything there. I want to make an island. I come again with a volcano, like some of the other thing. I run the world by the way I made it. That's the shot. He made the world in a way that I can control it. That's what we say. When the Bainishlam can have complete control over my body, he can do anything to me at any time. It's because he created me. He created me that way. When I give the bracha of an ashiyotza, I could give it maybe when I eat also, but there may be especially specialized different brachas for different things that we eat. So therefore, it's more and more. But here we gave one that you, you're thanking the Benishalim or you're praising the Benishalim for making the body that we made in the beginning that he has full control over it and we, we understand that and we, and, and we give shvach v'hidoye that we're still around, that he didn't kill us. And stuff like that. There's sometimes that we have to realize that v'yodoy, at any specific time to do it to us. So remember that when you come, this is Pashat thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Chiyus, for life. Not just the thing you went to the bathroom. Then it comes out, and it's, uh, you have in the, uh, after the Korbanus, in the middle of it, by Shavuos, right after it gives you the Korbanus to Shavuos, it tells you, like a chikro, like a chikro pay. So you have three kinds of matnas aniyim, and that's an important thing over here. Okay, Rashi says, why you put three on table before and three on table afterwards? I'm just gonna read the Rashi for you because he's not, he's quoting the Sifri, but it's not what it says there. Pesach tells me, the right way is all of the He says, if he built the base and gave Kobanis. In the uh, in the Sifri itself it says a guy gave, and maybe had a different gills in his safri that I can't even see, but the ones that we have says that ones who who gives matnas uh, aniyim is ke'ilu abes hamikdash is standing, 
and he bought a cup. What's the difference between the two? What, what's going on? What do you mean it's got to do with a carbon? I think when we spoke about uh, about carbonus in the first parish of Ayikra was that it established in the Ikel point of Anoila is to establish that the Rebbeinu Shalom runs the world. And everything is Menashem. So that's a very important, uh, important lesson. Any place I present that same lesson with a Maise, that is considered again like a carbon. So let's see if you just yates it. Let's see first of all what, what I'm talking about. So in Bab you have like this. Aleph, I believe, it says over there that uh, we learn, Aymid Bitsat Sadehu. We learn it from from shikra, from from shikra. In other words, if a person is standing by his field and he has workers uh, packing up the packages, the the bales, and they forget one, so then if he's standing by the field, it's not shikra. If he's in the city and he relied on his workers, then it's shikra. And the place where the poor person can take it, he can't take it back. I don't understand. Why do I need? Why do I need? It's my field. It's my package. It's not called forgotten because I I, I remembered. So what difference? What's it got to do with the workers? What's it got to do if I'm standing by the field or not? It never was taken away from me. I mean, it's my stuff. I never forgot it. You see an interesting thing here. The field really, the field, uh, what grows in the field is really not yours. What you have is the ability to take first. But anything you leave over, that's not yours anymore. That comes along the anim come for that. So therefore, if you're standing there, I gave you the field for, as yours for Kenyonim, but that much you can still exercise. Since it was not Shikha, it wasn't forgotten, so it's really yours, but for the part that you took first. So it's yours. If you're not there, it's Shikha, but you say that was not, it's not, it's not my field, so what's it's your field? It's not, but it has nothing to do with you. You took yours already. This is left over. That's you have even a bigger machlik, it's enough yud. If by Anoni has Daladamis in the sod of his friend, what do you mean? In other words, after you took your stuff, you left over payer, right? And they come pay and people come to ch- cut it down, whatever they are there, and it gets falls on the ground, other stuff in there. Are you kinda is it, is the guy kinda with his something and then his Daladamis? Now you gotta understand, Dalanamis only works with In the Shusam it doesn't work, and in the Sud of his friend it don't work. Why? Because it belongs to him. So how can I say I have a Rishus for my Dalanamis? It's another guy's field. So why do we have even the Shaila for Nani can be have a damn Dalanamis in the other guy's field? It's the other guy's field. So what do you got to do with Dalanamis for you? Elephus, it's not the other guy's field. It's actually your field. It's the field of the name at this time. Once the Balabas took his first, 
Now that the Anim have to come and take this, it's this. Now a few belong only to Anim, there is like Tzidrush Yisrael. So therefore it should be the Nebdalanamis. A guy who does this with this concept, that I believe that everything belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and by my game, giving the Matnas Aniyim, Ke'ilu, and I understand it, that you should know this is not mine anymore. This is theirs, and they can do it's their field at the moment. Whatever it is, if you have that Hagoshe, then it's Ke'ilu Bonobes Amigdosh, and Matzchiv Kobonobes Yusechev. And that's what Rashi is saying for Royu, the right way. I go with the right Kavanis. What happens if I do it just like you're a Matan Sanim? So, if it did, and what the Matan Sanim is supposed to bring this out, but I never thought about it really. My main thought was that I want to bring Matan Sanim and uh, whatever it is. So that's Hilo, based on English, is I made, and you bring a Kobum. I brought her an oiler when the Vesamigas is standing, and I don't know the, the difference of why I'm bringing an oiler. I just want to bring a gift, uh, something to Kodesh Bochu. I don't, I don't understand because I'm mocked that everything is his, and and I, only thing I have is because of him. So that's not necessarily Koroyu. I just brought the Kobe. That's Kilo Vesamigas standing, and you brought a Kobe. And that's it. So makes an Ishin the fact that the fire came down originally, before the th- before we brought Kabbalas, before anything came out of his bear, and this and the fire is always there, so vibes that it's a vibe that everything is an ishareich nechayach, even though you didn't have the right kabbalah, even if you didn't have any kabbalah, then it comes to the same thing. Vibes it matters anim. I gave it. I didn't have the right kabbalah, but I but I gave it. I did what I was supposed to do. So because you be supposed to do. Then it's a little bit of misunderstanding, and you brought a code, and you brought a code. <coughs> there are only two mitzvahs that we have to know the reasoning when you do the mitzvah. The mitzvah of Tvilm. Your heart, mind, everything that goes to everything the benchams have kol yochel. That's what you have to know. And then machshobis is supposed to be everything controlled by a kodesh The second one is sukkah. The ma'yegel that I say him kibasukkah is a shaft is benisur. The reason you're making a sukkah is because I want you to know we had sukkahs in the midbar. That happens to be machlekes in the Gemara between what the sukkahs mean, the Anani covid or sukkahs mamish. Here, it says only one shot, Anani covid. Ashi brings that down, Targum says that. And not choshes for this fall of, of, of uh, sukkahs mamish. Because sukkahs mamish is also the same reason as the Anani covid. What do we say when we would have sukkah? It's a flimsy house. It has no, no body to it, really. It has no roof even to it. So I'm not really protected. I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm, I'm hefke in the world. If anyone wants to break down, it's very easy to get into my sukkah. Uh, through the top, for sure. You can say I made a middle of my dining room, so therefore you can't get in through the walls, but you can get through the top. 
I have no protection, not against the world, not against people. So what, do I, what am I doing? I'm relying on God. That's what I'm doing. I'm relying on the Rebbein initially. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, Mokim Sarkonevi, where, you know, where people will kill you at night if they, if you saw you in the thing there that you don't sit in the sukkah that time. And maybe the child went for Isaac Koshal stuff, they're not getting into that child, but, they, but it's a, just talk on it. Basically, though, you have to know that the Rebbein is the one that protects you. I'll give you a marshal. I my spelling elaborate on it, different thing. But I remember Hadisha when had to take an MRI on the brain, and they put me into this box, into this thing that you lay down, and they just push you into this, into this uh, like a, I don't know what it was, like a cubicle. And you're surrounded by the thing, and you start to breathe. And somehow the breathing comes a little heavier. And my top, my, my chest hits the top of the thing, where the camera is, whatever is over there. And all of a sudden, you feel everything's coming in on you. And the doctor wouldn't let me off. You gotta take this MRI. I said to him, I just can't do it. I asked the guy with Shasmaisa, if he would have given me a volume like he was supposed to, then probably I wouldn't have known anything about what I did, and I wouldn't have been mechadish this thing. But he didn't give me the volume. And I said, yes, then how long is it going to take the test? So if he would have said five minutes, I probably would have been uh, embarrassed not to hold out, and I would have been able to hold out those five minutes. But he said, 45 minutes. I said, you got to take me out. I just got a different mindset. And I couldn't go back in. And all of a sudden, everything I was in was closing in on me. I was in a room. I had a bar mitzvah that, uh, in a hotel that Shabbos. And all of a sudden, I, I felt I'm choking in the room. We, had, we were going to Elchie Soil in a couple of weeks. I thought I was going to die by being in an airplane. What am I going to do? I, I can't uh, go crazy. <laughs> so I started to think about it. I figured, what, what is, why does a person have claustrophobia? Or even though, which I didn't have as a kid, so I don't know why I got it. But anyway, what, why do you have claustrophobia? Because I assume that your subconscious is afraid of certain things that your conscious is not necessarily afraid of. So therefore, you're, uh, it happens. At that time, there was a guy, Anderson, uh, that was freed. He was a teacher in the American University in Beirut. He was he was uh, freed for five years of captivity by an Arab insurgents. And how did they keep him for the five years? He was tied to the uh, whatever to a pipe in the house. I said, I'd go crazy if that ever happened to me. Why would you go crazy? Because you, let's say a fire came along, you wouldn't have any any control. You have no control over yourself. The guy shoved you into, the, into this box, into this uh, cylinder. I, I can't get out without him pulling me out. I can't stay in there. Okay. I said, now let's take it. Uh, the guy who's living in a regular house, forgetting about this thing, a regular person. 
he went outside one day, and a guy right in front of him gets hit by a car. Okay, I'm not crossing the street anymore. Of course, it's dangerous. People get hit by a car. So, but I'm going to go only on my block, around the whole block, because I didn't have to cross any streets. Okay, I'll live like that. Um, somebody crashes into a window on the ground floor or into the wall, breaks the wall down, and kills the guy inside the apartment or in the store. I can't go into any store. I can't, I can't live on the ground floor because someone will get killed. So I move off to the second floor. So, okay, I'm second floor, I'm standing in my building, and that's why I'm used, I was able to do this for COVID. You know, uh, yeah, I'm stuck in the room, so I'll be stuck in the room, okay. And then I read about a guy with a car jumped, the, uh, uh, hit something, going very fast speed, hit a big bump, and flew into the second floor and killed the guy in the second floor. Can't be in the second floor. Gotta go up to the third floor. Then I read about a guy on the third floor that something came out from either from an airplane or a tree fell down on the on the roof and killed the guy on the third floor. So I can't be on the third floor. What am I gonna do? And the answer is I trust my Kurdish Our insecurity makes us most most secure in Akurishbok. The fact that we can't control ourselves knows we have to rely on a Kurdish Bochel. And once we rely on a Kurdish Bochel, so then what are you worried about? The Benjamin is taking care of you. He wants it, he wants it. He doesn't want it, but that's up to him. So he can do that anyway, no matter what you're talking about. There's nothing that's going to stop him. There's nothing you can protect yourself against. So you're in the hands of a Kurdish Bochel. So you trust him and, 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 and don't be afraid. That's how I did it. And it works, um, I'm saying, but it took me that time to be able to overcome and to understand myself that I was able to do it afterward by relying on Kaddish Baruch That's what you, and that's what a sukkah is supposed to teach you. That the Rabbani Shalom is the one that's in, perfect, per, in total control, no, no other people. This Pauship, is the parasha of Shem Azayis. What are you talking about? We learn about it in Tetzab, right? About the Tetzab is, uh, what are you, your brother? And uh, what should he do? He should become, uh, yeah. But it's because and who's going to do this? Aaron Abonov. This is before Aaron was even appointed Kohen Gadol. He's appointed Kohen Gadol in the next parashul. But the din of Adlokas Haneiros was even before he was Kohen Gadol. He would have had that. What's Hadlokas Hanera symbolized? Taylor. Okay, so Aaron is going to be the 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 Lamed Taylor Lamed Israel Taylor Tomecha Beurecha Lishchasidecha. Obviously, he was not Kohen Gadol, but it means that Taylor will be in his hands, and he's the one that's going to teach Taylor the Lamed Israel. Okay, 
So why did you come in and tell me now that the Ike Mitzvah is here? So why did you mention it over there? Who needed it over there? So Shirazatzal has a pshat that you need it over there to teach a person who teaches Teva. That he's supposed to teach with clarity without any shmorim in it. You couldn't even have shmorim that you take out. In Ochis, you can, you can take uh, oil that has a lot of shmorim in it, take out the shmorims, and you have pure oil now. And and imagine and tastes well, probably tastes good too, right? But for his, I need dafke the first squeeze. Exactly how the squeezes work, I don't know. But the first squeeze, and that's it. You get one drop out of it. That's it. Of each, each, each olive. You know how many olives you're going to need to to make what they needed for one day's worth of looking? But that's what the tailor wants. It. What is the tailor teaching you with that? teaching you that the Rebbe has to give it over with a clearness that I don't have any Shmorim in it. Yeah, but I took them out. I explained the Gemara afterward. I made it all too much a tumult of giving too many difficulties. And then I took it out, and now it's clear. She says, don't do that. She says, don't make like, uh, first of all, this is a lot of times the Rebbe does this. And he wants because he wants a bracha to understand. So he he has a kasha that the bracha maybe doesn't feel as a kasha, and the bracha says, "Yeah, I don't feel it's a kasha." So the rebbe starts again. You don't hear what I'm saying. Listen, this is the kasha. You hear it's shvel. Okay. Take your word for it, but I, I still don't agree with you. But finally, after few more times he said that, I hear what he's talking about, and now I have the kasha. Okay, I hear it, it's Okay, what do we got for an answer? And he comes along and he gives an answer, and the guy's not satisfied with it. It doesn't feel, he doesn't feel answers the question completely. There's always a part that's not answered. So what did you create to this person? Doubts, we had no doubts. So obviously, in the Gemara itself, it doesn't make much difference. If it, except you still just have to teach a Klokite in the Gemara. But when it comes to Hashkafis, uh, and you muddle up a lot of it, and then you try to clear it up, you don't always clear it up for the guy. And then you leave problems for him. That's what he does, we're not, not supposed to have. So that lesson is a very important lesson that had to be by itself. Shouldn't think it has anything to do with the Hatlokas Aneris or anything else, just the concern of Shem Zayizoch. This one is now the telling you a mitzvah that you have to give Shem Zayizoch for whatever reason. There it was because it came for the Hatlokas. Here's just you had to make it. So when you make it, okay, that's all, no, no big deal. Next thing goes with the Lechma Ponim. I, I think we discussed this also when we don't remember about the Lechma Ponim. Where did the money come from? Was it collected in the for the Mishkan? Like the oil was collected, they donated oil. They needed they donated psalm. So they donated flour, because we need flour. 
right? You're going to eat for the whole trip that we're going to be in the middle, even though they thought it was a short trip. But after we find out we're there, we're here for 40 years, we got to get the flour from somewhere. I don't know where they got it from, that's not the gear to me. But they had to get flour from somewhere. 40 years worth of lechem upon. We didn't need it for eating, that we have the money. But that doesn't work for the lechem upon. So the chayrit, we should have had an donation of that. Or maybe it's considered from the kobanis. You know, the machsa shekel we give for the kobanis includes the lechem upon it. It's also a type of kobanis. So the lie is from Pashas Vayakil that it says in the, when he's giving out what to do with the money that you collected for the Mishkan is to make the Lechem upon. So it seems it comes from money of the collection of Mishkan. So if that's the case, why can't I donate flour by itself? Because the Benjamin says like this, Teire, which is the Menaira, Kedusha, everything else, that comes from the people. If they don't do it, I can't, I can't replace them. They, they shouldn't do it, it's not gonna be done. But the lechem upon him, that's a point of the table, which is the panosim, if you symbolize the panosim, you should realize I'm the one that gives it. And therefore, whatever you collect, obviously it has to be a collection, that's a serious collection, not that God's gonna do it so I don't have to give, it's not the way it works. We have to give as much as we can, which whatever we got to give, but it's not going to be enough. Benjamin says, that's up to me. We have a building fund, and the building costs $10 million, whatever it is there. And we collected as much as people uh, could give, and whatever it is, then we only have $4 million. What am I going to do? Can't build the building. That's still Benjamin's job. If he wants it built, all of a sudden the bank is going to loan you the money. You're going to have, what do you call it, you'll find a couple of people who give you even loans that are uh, interest-free. Or someone will tell you, come along and give you all the millions of dollars that you need in memory of somebody else. Who knows what, what the reason is. That's shot that the banish them did for you. When, you know, when you dedicate yourself to do the right thing, I have to make sure that's sufficient. That's why I can't ask you to pick the flour, because then you have to make it. I ask you to make whatever money you have to buy the flour, and then I make sure that you have enough. The case we were talking about before, which I explained in the, about the, uh, the Koyan and the Asia's Koyan and so on. You have an interior here between a, a Mikawel, the Bedish Mitzri and with the Jew and he curses and it's very funny the Torah calls the name of the mother the only woman in Klai soil that ever had a child from a Mitzri so obviously the Mavazaha was it her fault or not? We'll talk about that in a second. Why is it her fault? I think Lamar seems to hold that it's not her fault. But the fact is, whatever she did caused this to happen. So her, why do we name Shlemis the kids? And there are quite a few people that I know called Shlemis. 
I don't know really, except that obviously it's a nice name, meaning that she's always good shalom to everybody, she's at peace with everybody. I always tie that the Chesolim in Mitzrayim with 49th Matrigis, uh, the 49th, the, the 49th Matrigis of, of Tumit. What do you mean you want 49? They never murdered. They never went Zanet. So it's 47. Why you go down to 49? You shouldn't be in the night. There's at least two that they didn't do. And I'm sure there's much more that they didn't do. So why you say, well, Mem Teshari Said the term, the reason with the Mem Teshari was because they did what they thought was right. They didn't have a Messiah anymore, how you're supposed to be Noik. I can't answer it, but I'll give you a marshal of what could have been in her case. She, she was a pretty girl, and she went past the construction site. And we know what the, the, the guys who work at the Puskite of those guys, and they start whistling and they start screaming and saying dirty words. And, and, and she's Mavuza, and, and this happens every time she goes by. And she has to go by every day because that's where she works, and that's where she lives. Or whatever she has to go, and she gets to go by, by every day. So she thought to herself, you know, maybe I'm going to do a good thing here. I'm going to make myself friendly with them, and then they won't do this to me. And she comes in and she says, hi, everybody, how you doing, and all that. Oh, maybe Taki, they didn't do it to her, or they did do it to her. But one minute she said, why is she coming along to become friendly with us? Probably she wants me. So she happened to have been Dustin, Dustin's uh, wife, Shlame Festival. And he, uh, so what happened? So Dustin, don't time done, there was no lights, there was no one when, it was, when it's dark in the house, it's dark, you don't know who's there, can't really see anybody. So he came to pretending to be a husband, and he lived with him. So she didn't live with him because she wanted to live with him. She thought it was her husband, so she lived with him. And she had the baby. The, the child is, is this kid has no shaykhs to, what was the dintero, what was the matter over there, it says, when he when they he went to the become part of Shabbat Dom, the din is if you have a if, if, if someone a woman is mezana with a guy could be with a guy only one side, so she belongs to Shabbat Dom. I mean whatever her whatever Shabbat she belongs to, it goes to that Shabbat belongs to that Shabbat. Normally you have to go if you have a Shabbat of the father and a Shabbat of the mother, you go after the Shabbat of the father. But when you don't have any any father involved, only a mother, so you go after the mother shape. So here he wanted to go after his mother shape, and they threw him out. They refused to do it. So he went for Dentera and he lost. So let's understand why he lost. He lost because he wasn't from Shabbat Dun. Why not? She's from Shabbat Dun. No, she became when she married someone from Shabbat Ruvain, she gave up her being in Shabbat Dun. Because now all children that were born through her will go to Shevet, will go to Shevet Ruvay. So therefore, she, even though she made me, she's a conduit for the Shevet Ruvay. So that's the, we talk about the, the Bas uh, of a Koyin that married the Yisrael. So now she's not, she lost her Yisrael, her Kahuna. 
because now she's she's can do it for the Israel to have children. So her children are not going to be kahanim. So therefore, she's a different type of a person than that. So therefore, she once she's a can do it, she's not from Shevet Don anymore, and Shevet Rovin she isn't either because it, it wasn't his kid. So it's a mitzvah without having any parents on the side, and she can't get and he can't go over to mother Shevet. There's no father shaving, there's no mother shaving in this case. So that's why he lost the dentator. And that explains the uh, thing. So therefore, in the cow. There's one other thing that is Shiva. He says they're, they're telling him what to do and with the person, they have to kill him. And it says, Rishkiyak, the first one tells you murder, tells you about, tells you about uh, you kill a, a behemoth, you, have, you put a mum in a guy, you have to pay. Why is he telling me those things? They didn't ask for that question. We have the Maisa by the, the guy that, that, that collected the wood. So he tells that they didn't know what to do with him, so they asked him, told him, got to kill him. I mean, you got to kill him with Skila. He knew they had to kill him. He had to kill him with Skila and stuff like that. They say, over there, they don't tell you all this thing. Why do they tell it over here for? So Shiva says, because the person who's a dying has to know what he's doing. You're dying, you're doing dinner in the fushes. So you have to realize what a dinifoshis means. It means if you killed somebody, you have misa. If you hurt somebody, you have to pay for it. Same thing with behemoth. You're now going to kill a guy, except that if it's bedin, then, it's, then you're allowed to do it. But if it's not bedin, then you have misa for it. So now you have the responsibility of understanding what it is to say if you're right, yeah, doesn't make a difference to me, I'm not going to be there. Like in, when they used to say that a guy in a court martial, when, 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 when did he get shot? It depended on the mood of the presiding judge and the guy in charge. If he's in a bad mood, you're dead. If he's in a good mood, no, you're dead. Why? Because it wasn't important. People didn't mean anything to him. So if they didn't mean anything, kill them, kill them, big deal, kill them. So they want to tell you what it means to kill somebody. And once you understand that, now you can be Paiskin Shaiva. Now you can talk to you a dying on the thing. If on the other hand you don't feel that, then you resign to the thing because you can't be a dying. Anyway, have a good Shabbos, Atzloch, You should only have a note. Uh, I guess... Uh, Mention that the mention should should give us uh, what do you call it? Uh, for what happened to Klai Yisrael this time? Good <coughs> Shabbos. Uh,